What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. GearNetwork.com The following is a presentation of the Gear Radio Network. Hey, everybody, you know this voice. This is Chaz Stanley from the Fantasy Football Bros Podcast coming at you. And you're listening to the All Bets Are Off Podcast with Robbie Vegas. Bitch. What's up, Rock Soldiers? Welcome to the All Bets Are Off podcast. I am your host, as always, the rock star, Robbie Vegas. And with me, as always... It's Dusty Rhodes, baby, from the grave. How's everybody? <laughs> I got you. Good, didn't I? What's up, y'all? It's Chaz. I wasn't expecting that one. It was good. <laughs> what, what are we drinking here? So we have some hard seltzers that are Warheads oh, flavored, extreme sour. Pretty sour. From Artisanal Brew Works. Warheads, Extreme Sour, Hard Seltzer. They're okay. They're not bad. The, the, no. the way they make it seems like it's going to be insanely sour. Yeah, so it's not insanely sour, um, and the flavor kind of takes a backseat a little bit, too. It's kind of more water than than flavor, but, uh, but I, I don't like hate it. it. Yeah, yeah, I like it. It's refreshing on this mid-80s temperature day, or high 80s. We like the mid-80s. We like the mid-80s. <laughs> That's what I dress for. I see that. You're <laughs> Madam Extra. It looks like Gene Simmons is in that band uh he might have been you don't, you don't know <laughs> he was okay. busy in the mid 80s first of all i love this shirt making movies making movies yeah <laughs> first of all i love this shirt it's a cool shirt thank you that's because you were high in high school <laughs> oh in the 80s man <laughs> so i'm actually excited for this episode today hell yeah it's been a long time since i've been excited for a music episode <laughs> oh shots fired you mr grunge fan well, you. whatever rolling stone magazine could suck a dick oh i've been saying that for 36 years Oh, man. Anyways, so uh, we're talking about the 30-year anniversary of Revenge, the greatest Kiss album of all fucking time. Agreed. Oh, my God. This is going to be so much fun. There's going to be clips. We're going to get naked. We're going to... Come on, baby. Make it hot. <laughs> you see what I did there? I did. I did. <laughs> also, too, I mean, if if Take It Off starts playing and we feel like it, that's just, that's what's going to happen. It is hot. It is hot. It is hot. So thank you guys for joining us. We're super excited. All you KISS fans are probably excited. Before we get into it, though, Creatures Fest just ended, and I guess it was a huge success. Ace Freely, uh, Peter Chris, Vinnie Vincent, Bruce Kulick, all performing all weekend, and uh, a lot of people who've been on the pod. Yeah. A lot of people who've been on Bruce the pod. Bruce Kulick. Bruce Kulick, two times. Two times. Uh, PJ Farley with Trickster. And, One time. Uh, and Quarantine. One, t- one time. Yeah. 
uh, Joey Casada. I don't two, know how many two, times. Two, three, <laughs> two or three times. Two or three times. Yeah, so that was pretty cool to see all those guys down there. And here's Joey's book sitting here on the table. Shout out Joey Casada. Not shout out to Joey Licious. He can go fuck himself. Yeah. But Joey Casada's cool. <laughs> Sometimes. And, <laughs> you know, I still hold that grudge of him saying The Undertaker's overrated. Yeah, we're going to have him back on the show. I will hold that grunge for You're going to hold the grunge? No, no we're not done with that. No, we're not, unfortunately. <laughs> today we are. Yes. Thank God. <laughs> Please don't hold the grunge. Not today. <laughs> I am so over grunge music. But to be fair, looking forward to the next list because it looks better. Yeah, the next list looks But good. this was a much better listen. Yeah, oh my God, yeah. I didn't have to listen to Revenge. I just no. did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, none of us needed to do that. This is easily, we've said it before, we've done our rankings before, and I know 100% when we did our KISS record rankings, this was my number one, and I think it was yours, too. It was mine, yeah. So, I mean, there's no shock that we're marks for this album. Yeah, my, We're marks for this era. For this era, yeah, exactly. My runner-up to this, I think, at the time when we did our re-rankings was Asylum. Yeah, I you think know. mine was third. So, like, for Asylum. So, like, we're, this is our era. This, is, But that's the thing. So you're going to get a lot of, like, you know, the older Kiss fans, the Joe Polos of the world and stuff. Yeah. Who, who, The Joey Casada. Not that he's old, but he's old. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, they, they worship their first few Kiss albums. But you know what? They were probably... Nine eight, or ten or something when they first heard Kiss. This album came out. I was six, seven. Yeah, right? like yeah. Um, you brought it up last time, which I'm glad you did because I want to bring it up now. Is like I I remember always watching the I Just Want a video mm-hmm. on MTV. Like it was on all the time. And you think it'd been a bigger hit, but it wasn't. I know, I know. And for whatever reason, I think I said this on an episode before when we were talking about Warrant. But I always saw the Cherry Pie video and I just wanted back to back. I remember you like, saying that always, and that's a memory that will stick in my head forever. I don't know why. I don't know why I even remember that. But I just sitting Indian style in front of the TV watching all these music videos, mm-hmm. and it was always Cherry Pie would come on, and I'd be like, Oh, I just want is going to come on next, and it would. Well, maybe because they it wasn't as random as we thought. The music, the way MTV, and I mean, it's obvious now they had their favorites. Yeah, for sure. And that's what they did. And the, and and there, those are two good videos that go back to back. I remember that I just want a video being kind of boring. They're just kind of jamming. You're in a, like a white room. In a white room, yeah. With yeah. black curtain. T- okay. And <laughs> and uh, Paul Stanley's Uck shirt. Yes. His Uck shirt. Yeah, yeah. Well... well you would think you. I would have thought that that was a big hit because it, it was on a lot, and it, it really wasn't. I mean, they played it. They played it on that album. Well, I mean, to be fair too, I also very, very clearly remember the unholy video. Yes, and that was a one that I think might have stuck out to me even more in the long run because. I mean, honestly, this is probably for Kiss fans. I don't know if they're going to think this sounds weird or not, but that video stuck out to me because of Eric Singer. Like, I always love that breakdown in Unholy. It was the first time you see him. Yeah. You know, and in the like, band and his hair flying. Yeah. And he just, oh man, I thought he was so fucking cool. Like, for a split second, I was like, I'm going to be a drummer. <laughs> <laughs> then, then I took that from you. Yeah, so. right. Well, so that was a, that would have been the first time we were introduced to Eric Singer and the band, but it wasn't the first time we heard Eric Singer and the band. Correct. Because, you know, we're, we'll go through track by track, but yeah. we'll put a little pro, preliminary on here. Uh, God Gave Rock and Roll to Use on oh. here. It was recorded beforehand. Yeah. The music video for the movie, uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Great movie. Great movie. Great movie. Great song. Yeah. You know, but we'll talk more about the actual song, but it was actually recorded with Eric Singer 
But Eric Carr was in the video because he was still alive. Yes. And yeah. he was sick. So yeah. they kept him in the video. He passed away. We'll get into that later. And any other preliminary stuff on here before the album really came to life is, is just really talking about Eric Carr, how transitioning from Eric Carr, the drummer of basically the entire 80s. Yeah. And into the 90s, got diagnosed with cancer, died in 91. So, like, right. sad, sad, sad day for music fans. And it's buried to history because he died on the same exact day as Freddie Mercury. Oh, wow. So, he got, of yeah. course, it got overshadowed. That's and, something I didn't know. Yeah. And you yeah. can understand why it got overshadowed. Yeah, yeah. And it, and it hurt Paul Stanley's feelings. There's a video or there's a photo of a letter he wrote to um, our favorite publication, Rolling Stone. I saw that. So, know, may, yeah. so maybe I did know that then because yeah, I know exactly was, what you're talking about. Because they didn't really say anything about it. Yeah. So. But you also got to understand Freddie Mercury was an icon. He was. So... Eric Carr is an icon for Kiss fans. Yeah. Freddie Mercury was an icon for like the world. The world, yeah. So it was different. And I was salty about it too, too, you think about it more. And I mean, I've got an Eric Carr tattoo, Mm -hmm. but he also shines on this album. Yeah. So we'll we'll talk about that. Do you remember this album coming out? I know I'm a year and a half older than you. No, I do. Yes. So it was was 1992. Mm -hmm. Uh, If we did research, we would have the exact uh, release date, but uh, we suck. Can I? July. Wait. March, May 19th. Is it July, March, or May? May, I saw July. July went gold. But May 19th, 1992. So we're a little late here, Yeah, but no big deal. Um, I do remember it coming out. I was big. I was excited. I was happy. I remember the... I I know the Unholy video, but I remember that I just want a video first. But it wasn't. No. Unholy was first. Yes, it was. But I feel like I just wanted, just like you said, was on all the time. It was on all the time, right. Exactly. And, and I, I wonder if that had to do with the subject matter. Well, um, Just maybe. the name Unholy as compared to I Just Wanna. Well, you're also, so May of 92, I'm assuming the singles came out just before. Yeah. You're still hanging on with the with the glam metal. Yeah, absolutely. A little bit, right? Absolutely. Like, it's not full grunge mode yet. So, like, I Just Wanna is a sunset, sunset Strip song. That's true. You're right. So it it would make more sense. But for the simple fact that Unholy was the first single, that was huge because, I mean, for Gene, because Gene didn't have a single since 1982 with Creatures of the Night. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to say this album was the resurgence Mm -hmm. of Gene. This is when Gene came back. This is when the demon came back. That's right. Right? He found how he could be the demon without makeup. Right. Because the 80s were a struggle for him. He did not have a single from from War Machine and and I Love It Loud Mm -hmm. till till unholy so that's a long time could that's you imagine time, yeah. you you would cry yeah i know i know <laughs> they were all Chaz stanley singles i'll thing. tell you what man you know paul did carry kiss through the 80s oh, 100 i will say this with the resurgence of gene and bring in eric singer this album was incredibly heavy but bruce kulik was just shredding solos on this fucking album everybody was at the top of their game on this Paul too. Paul's yeah. voices, Gene's voice mm-hmm. was fantastic. Bob Ezrin, Bob Ezrin came back after his debacle with the band Correct, with yeah. um with music from the Elder. Yeah, right. right so right. like twenty, basically almost twenty years since they did um, Destroyer. Yeah. So it was time to yeah. like you know, and the idea, the concept going on around that this was going to be Destroyer Part Two. Mm-hmm. If anything, I think it's Creatures of the Night Part Two. Yes, I agree. Which is um, the better direction. Heavier, though. Heavier. I think this album in general, and I, and I don't mean this in a derogatory way to people who prefer the original four, smokes everything that came before it with, like, there's no question. The only album that I would put in its category is Asylum. And that's just me. 
you know. I, but I don't even think you can. The only thing that you can compare it to, honestly, is creatures. Creatures. Well, heavy wise, yeah. Well produced, heavy. Yeah. Everyone shredding because it's not Ace. It's not Ace. To be right? fair, which is part of it. Ace is yeah. a shredder. So yeah. it's just like, yes, it's our favorite album. And it doesn't need to be your favorite album mm-hmm. as a Kiss fan. You, it doesn't need to be your favorite album as an older yes. Kiss fan. But if you say you hate it, you're an idiot. I agree. I totally agree. I mean, to be fair, you know I love the original four. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm probably the one of the unpopular people who is like, fucking Peter Chris was my favorite. You know, like, I hear that from not musician people. I, <laughs> <laughs> I love Peter's songs. I love Peter's voice, and like, it's just something about him that I thoroughly enjoy. But I always love the original four, and I always will. Mm-hmm. But this album is just so good. You can't deny it. Yeah. You just can't. This is a great album. This yeah. is not a great Kiss album. Of yeah, course right. it's a great Kiss album. But yeah. like, it's a great album. In general. Yeah. And I've played it for not Kiss fan metalheads that are like, man, it would be cool if it wasn't Kiss. And that's, that is like a, a high sign of like respect yeah. at that point. That's kind of like saying, I really like this, but you told me it's Kiss, so yes. I'm not going to admit right. it. Right. For sure. Right. So that shows a lot of respect. I'm excited to talk about this more in depth. And yes, this is going to be nerdy, folks. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because I wanted better gut health, more energy, and an optimized immune system. I was also struggling to take in all of the calories and nutrients that I needed in a day with all of the training that I do for professional wrestling. But I'll tell you what, you want to know what this stuff is? With one scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. So why do I personally consume it? It's easy for me to take care of my body with a scoop of Athletic Greens. It benefits the lifestyle that I live, being in the gym all the time, being on the road, being at shows. It helps me feel better, and it helps me mentally feel like I'm doing my part in taking care of my health. I bring it with me everywhere I go, just throw it in my bag, and take it on the road. It's lifestyle-friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, and contains less than one gram of sugar. 
No GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. It helps you sleep better, helps your recovery, mental clarity, and alertness. Athletic Greens uses the best of the best. And the price? It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews and is recommended by professional athletes. For every purchase, AG1 donates to organizations helping to get nutritious food to kids in need, including No Kid Hungry here in the U.S. In 2020, AG donated over 1.2 million meals to kids. So right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com emerging. Again, that is athleticgreens.com e-m-e-r-g-i-n-g to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I think there was like a decent amount of singles on this, by the way, because, well, we'll talk about it when we get to it, but let's just start it off right now with Unholy Track 1. And like I said, like I kind of already alluded to it, but Eric Singer's drums in this song are just so fucking powerful. This is a great song. Everything in this track is powerful. Yeah. The bass is driving. The guitars sound like just one of the best Kiss guitar sounds ever on this whole album. And they look cool. And, like, and, and they're, they're just all leather clad, like Eric Singer's the only blonde member of Kiss <laughs> ever, uh, or was. But uh, man, like, they just looked awesome. They totally made a statement putting this out first, saying that, like, we're, we are here to take over. Now, one thing I notice about this is there's a distinct Paul Stanley in here. Mm-hmm. In the background vocals. Yeah. And you didn't get that at all, basically, through the 80s. Gene had his songs. Paul had his songs. So this is a Gene Simmons-led track, but that back, unholy. It's like, Paul, you can hear it. Oh, like, for it sure. It is so good. Oh, man. What a way to start off the album. And who's the co-writer of this song? Like, you talking guitar-wise? The co- There's yeah. two writers on the song. Vinnie so Vincent. Vinnie Vincent yeah. came back. They handed him the keys to the kingdom again. Right. Again. Yeah. After all that shit. And uh, welcome back to, you know, Kiss Stardom, Vinny, by the way. Writing a great song. <laughs> yeah. For this album, right, writing a great song. I know he's he he's a, not back with the Kiss camp. No, nah, he had a Creatures lot of writing Fest had this. nothing to do with Kiss. I know. Way. So I let's, know. let's, we'll shy away from Creatures Fest talk. But like, writing credits on this album, Vinny Vincent being back in the band. A lot of people like joke around saying, did Vinny Vincent save Kiss because of his input from Creatures and Lick It Up? And there's an input here. I mean, I can understand the argument. Yeah. To help crafting songs, but like. This is Paul and Jeans. Yeah. Well, the song. I well, this album in general comes down to the four guys who are the main band. Like, I would say really five. Does. You got to put Bob Ezrin in here. That's true too. You but, really do yeah. because yeah. he's so distinct. Yeah. In a lot of things, he does Ezrinisms. <laughs> you know, like it, the production was fantastic. The guitar solo on mm-hmm. Unholy mm-hmm. is an awesome wah-filled yes. dance, right? And that's, yes. I mean, that's Bruce, yep. especially around this time. But I have a favorite part of this song. The breakdown. No. Oh. I like the breakdown. My favorite part of this song is Gene Simmons' voice at the end. 
Mm. When he's doing that scream. Yep. That scream is high. Yeah. And powerful. Yeah. Like he put it all out in that and you can hear it. And like that kind of shows you you're right that Gene Simmons was back. Yeah. And he, he was doing it in the music video, like rolling the eyes behind his, you know, his head and all that stuff. And like he just looked menacing. And yep. you were like, oh man, that's the demon without the makeup. He didn't look like B. Arthur. He did not look like B. Arthur. You know, the 80s weren't kind to Gene. They were too colorful for him. Very true. You know, he was able to come back with that dark look and, and because he can have the beard and he can have, he can roll his eyes again. I'm just thinking of that meme that I sent you with him uh, <laughs> doing the stare and the look it up video yeah. of the dude locking the car door. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Gene. We, we do. No, but this was a great pick to open up this album because it really like put the, the, boots to asses saying like we're we're fucking done with this shit and we're here to stay and not many albums open up with a gene simmons song yeah that's true so that's true i don't know if any do honestly i'm not that much of a mark but well, like we'll have to look but like ask joe polo he knows off the top of his head <laughs> joe will be like uh well <laughs> he'll pull out that kiss encyclopedia he was showing us and be like actually I'm pulling it out Oh, he's pulling it out. He's pulling it out. Great song. I still listen to this song. The song was a song. This is a song that I won't ever skip. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You hear that? Do you hear that intro coming in right now? <laughs> Do you feel that? It's getting louder. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm making Robbie put the intro in under me right now. Right now. Do you guys hear that? Oh, it's so good. It's so metal. I had this plan to put you to work. Well, that's fine, because now that we uh, did a little listen to Unholy, I really dig the next track, which is Take It Off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because my mind was getting dirty just around 1130. Uh-huh. I don't believe that. You're in bed by 1130. That's none of your fucking business. That's, that's where you are. <laughs> <laughs> what I do in my bed is none of your fucking business. I want to watch some asses shaking. To the noise the boys are making? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sing, Any- the next, sing the next line. Go on. I can't. I might get canceled. It's <laughs> Paul Stanley. Take it off. This is such a fucking great track. Oh, this is a banger. I'm surprised this wasn't a single. I, I, yeah, I think I this know. was supposed to be the single. It might have been, yeah. And, because if you think about the way tracks, albums are set up, this is track two. I just want us track 11. Yeah. You know, that's yeah, not yeah, yeah. like normal where you want to go with singles. You're right. I mean, they, they played this on tour. Mm-hmm. That year, like, yeah, yeah, they had all the strippers come out. Well, I mean, the song is for them. For sure. It was a song for Paul's people. <laughs> the strippers. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Paul Stanley, Bob Ezrin, and Kane Roberts. Who's Kane Roberts? Uh, isn't that dude from Alice Cooper? Yeah, he was Alice yeah. Cooper's 80s guitar and player. And he was a fucking machine. Yes, like, he was. Like, I mean, like, looking at him, yes. he looked like a fucking machine. Like Doyle. Yeah. Like built. Yeah, he was the first one. He was Doyle number one. So... <laughs> Technically, well, well, actually, uh, Doyle was in the Misfits first. Uh, he didn't look like that. No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I can't say enough about this song. Paul's voice. Like, I was sitting in my truck listening to this today, 
Because my truck has the best sound system. That's honestly why I'm doing it. Yeah, right. And, man, I'm just singing along. And then, like, anytime he goes to that next register, like, it's just like, it scares me. <laughs> like, I can almost do it, but I don't even, I don't even attempt it. Well, even at the beginning of the song, when it first starts and he just belts out that, yeah, right there, you're like, I'm in. Yeah. What are we singing? And you got to think like, I mean, he's a 40 year old man probably doing that at that, at so that good point. For he him. had to be because what Kiss debuts in 73, Revenge comes out in 92. Yeah. So he's probably so about 40 ish. Yeah. Yeah. Right about that point. Yeah. Maybe even a little old, 42. You know, so like awesome. Like to have that voice. Like that, yeah. he was at his most vicious. Yeah. In his. 40s. Well, Paul's voice was steadily getting better over the years anyway. Yes. Like, if you listen to the original Kiss, Kiss self-titled, and then you listen to anything he did in the 90s, leaps and bounds better than that first record. Oh, not his, saying that there's not great songs voice. on it. We're his talking about his yeah, voice. His voice, yeah. His voice really took off for his solo album on. I think when he did his solo album, 78, he got to experiment more and he realized. But then the scene changed. The high singers, the really high singers came in and he could do that. That's true. I mean, you want to talk about insanity, just listen to the, the album Crazy Nights. I mean, yeah. I mean, but it's that's too much. Yeah. Right, that's no. almost too much falsetto. There's not falsetto on this album. Right. This is him right. fucking grabbing his nutsack and just, and just screaming. Uh, and oh, wait, we're on record. We're on record. <laughs> singing and just like... These notes, take it off. Whether or not you're right, the song might get you canceled nowadays. Yeah. But at the same time, why? Like, it's promoting... Local women. business. <laughs> but it's promoting <laughs> women being powerful and... Yeah, yeah. Not, there. It's not... I don't think the song is degrading to I them. I don't think it is either, to be honest yeah. with you. Like, even I listened to it recently because it's just in my, my playlist for the gym. And it just gets me pumped up. But I don't think there's anything really degrading in it. But it's that's... N- it's not like, yeah, slut, come over here. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, it's not like that. I mean, they had a way of doing that, though. Like, you know, take a song like Plastercaster. Like, she's taking a mold of Gene's junk. But when you listen to the song, you're not like... Oh, <laughs> like you're like this song's well, fucking cool. That man. was that woman's job. Like <laughs> yeah, that's right. her career. And like this, you know, if, if you choose to be a stripper or like you an OnlyFans model, and like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, if these gas prices don't drop, <laughs> bruh, I'm about to. <laughs> if you want to put your body out there, great. And respect my body, anybody, anybody's respect body. it and go for it. And like, I don't think it's a derogatory song. It's so not. maybe you yeah. wouldn't get canceled. No, and we're gonna play a clip of it right now. You know what I have to say about that? Yeah! <laughs> I can't do it. Is your mind getting dirty? Just All right. We did that already. I'm yeah, up at 11.30, but it's more like... Uh, uh-huh. It's more like, do I play Fortnite or go cuddle with the cat? So which one is it? Lately, the cat. Got it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, next song. 
Oh, what I'll a let, guitar riff. I was just going to song. Tough Love, track three. So I understand that we're talking about this album because it's the 30-year anniversary, but spoiler alert, we're going to gush over every track <laughs> because this yes? is almost a damn perfect record. Yes. And Tough Love is a great, great fucking song. The guitar really stands out in this song. So guitar riff, like, I, I played guitar for a long time. I don't know this song. Could I learn it? Sure. But this is a song that I listen to and like I can't figure it out just by listening to it. Right. I would need to watch what he's doing. Right. Like I don't know. Maybe he's in like a drop D tuning. I don't know what he's doing. It's such a cool riff. Uh, our first Bruce Kulick songwriting. It's Stanley yes. Kulick and Ezrin. Yeah, yeah. So that's a formidable duo trio. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. <sighs> Bruce is so good. Like he really is a great fucking musician man i can't say and i'm not just putting him over because he's been on the show like i literally have always felt that he was the best kiss guitarist always easily i mean we've said that yeah unabashedly but like i remember too like i think people will fight you on that though whatever i'm look at me i win anyway i remember a specific i don't remember what tv show it was because mm-hmm. we're talking late 90s early 2000s i remember watching a commercial on abc for some kind of like cop comedy drama and they were using tough love really yeah and wow. it was just because i guess the characters were you know doing that will they won't they thing oh, right? okay yeah, so yeah. that 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 i just remember that riff coming on the tv mm-hmm. and you know kiss wasn't all over really at that time so just hear that and to hear this one yeah it wasn't freaking you know shouting out loud yeah it was yeah. tough love mm-hmm. like one of my favorite deep cuts ever yeah I, you know i want to take you down until the morning light. <laughs> so he, every word, Paul Stanley, I'm gushing again. Everything in this song, if you just listen to his voice, like bringing it, he doesn't oh, say sure. morning light. He is like inflecting and inflecting on every single word. Boom, that you can tell the Ezrin's like pre chorus. It starts, yeah. you know, it gets big. Smile and bring me to my knees. Well, the thing is, is we keep saying this was a resurgence for Gene, but it was a resurgence for the band. Yeah. And Paul is included in that because he really started to find uh, an edge. And Paul was always so just flamboyant and like, you know, people. <laughs> <laughs> and this time he was wearing shirts that said fuck. And he was just leather clad and he was just cool. And he was like, people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he got his edge. It was. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. I got to do my Paul impression now. Every time we do this one, the place lights up just like a damn Christmas tree. <laughs> You're right with the edge. Like, he did get that. It just feels like a metal album. But, like, I really think this album helped, like, instill his confidence. Because this album, Alive 3, the Unplugged album, like, I've said before, like, that's the Paul Stanley trifecta yeah. of fantastic vocalisms. Yeah. And, like, you got a studio. You got a live, which, obviously, there's overdubs. Mm-hmm. Fine. But you still got to do it. Yeah. And then you got an actual live acoustic on tape, right? Yeah. Three insane vocal performances. Fact. So to me, that's the Paul Stanley Holy Trinity. And a great frontman always, no matter what. Those stage raps, as much as we make fun of them, we love them. You know? Of course. We just have heard them so many times that we do the impressions, but that doesn't mean they weren't good. You <laughs> no. know? Here's the song. Y'all don't know this one by the beginning. Song's got to begin where you go, oh, Yeah. I know that one. <laughs> is that Paul Stanley or is that Dusty Rhodes, baby? It's both. That's that. Yeah. I think he took some inspiration from Dusty. <laughs> I really do. He definitely, I mean, he reminds me of Dusty Rhodes. Like, 
the voice. Just yeah, the way just, he is. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. they took inspiration together from the same place. Yeah, right, was, right, right. Like they're very similar. Like you oh, can man. see Paul Stanley like, I'm a son of a plumber. Yeah, we yeah, had a proud right. time, right? Like yeah. you could just see all but that. But you know what? How many times have we seen Kiss where we we get just as riled up by that still? And it's as if we've never seen it before. We know what he's going to fucking say. <laughs> and we're still like, yeah! <laughs> Where he's like, you don't want to go home yet, do you? And we're all like, no! <laughs> I had some of those button flies and she took off the first one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about a pistol. <laughs> Listen here, baby. There's nothing wrong with my love gun. They're the same person. I don't know how this just turned into it. <laughs> this is the <laughs> same person. <laughs> Eddie Kiss fans listen to this right now are cracking up and everybody else is going, what the fuck? <laughs> Why is Dusty Rhodes in Kiss? Ma, Google that right now. <laughs> so we were talking about tough love. So just, I'm gushing because top five of a Kiss deep cut for me. Yeah, I top think so too. Th- three of a Kiss deep well, cut for me. I mean, if we're talking deep cuts, a lot of the best deep cuts are on this record. So see, I don't think of these as deep cuts, but they are. They are. They're like I have listened to this album easily the most out of any Kiss album. Actually, me too. Yeah, yeah. It's sure. my number one Kiss album. I love it. I have two copies of the vinyl because I have the original blue marble pressing, and then and I have the, the 2014 re-release on a 180 gram vinyl. Shout out to Joe Polo. He's probably got like six. <laughs> well, you know, as it, like growing up, like this was one of my favorite ones to listen to, and then of course. You know, the reunion tour happens and Psycho Circus comes out, and I listen to that a lot. Yeah, but, but they don't compare. They don't compare. No. It's not even close. Which is, you know, you're 10 years old, and Kiss comes out with a brand new record and the fucking full makeup. You're going to spin the shit out of that no mm. matter what. And you're you going to be like, yeah, man, finally found my way. Great song. Yeah. <laughs> to you. <laughs> it's like Beth 2.0. That's exactly what it was. They were trying to recapture that. All right. So, <laughs> Tough Love, play a clip right now. But you know what? The next track is one of my favorite Gene songs ever. You know what I got? No manners. You're not too clean. But I know what I like. You know what I mean? Uh, we got to stop doing this. No, they're going to turn it on. <laughs> we have a co-vocal. Mm-hmm. This is this sounds like how they did Rock and Roll Night. This sounds like two different songs. Yeah, but blended so well. Yeah, it, it really does. Like. You got Gene. You th- I think of this as a Gene song, but Paul I do too. sings just as much. That's true. You know, I could say this is one of my favorite Gene songs, but it is it is a dual song. Big hips, sweet lips, right? Make a man out of me. So high, <laughs> big as a cushion. I want to know what he did to just maybe it was just years of being on the road, but his voice just fucking well exploded. Clearly, listening to this song, it was bigger women. <laughs> You think so? Yodeling in the valley yeah. is what actually. Wait, 
That's a Kid Rock song. We yeah, can't go there right let's now. Let's not go there. We can't go He's there. Canceled. He's canceled. He's <laughs> canceled for we sure. We can't do that. Here's last record. We can't do that. <laughs> Hell of fucking bam. Oh. Listen, it's got some bangers on it, but we're not talking about Kid Rock. We're talking about Kiss. Great song because it's about, okay, we joke around, it's about banging bigger women. I mean, that's the joke, but like at the same time, that's cool to hear that. Yeah. Like, it's cool to like promote that. Like, this is the 90s when like 90s, like the models was like, you know, Kate Moss as thin as possible. You can see the ribs, right? So this is promoting like body positivity. Yeah, I mean think about it too uh, pamela anderson and like even all that like bobby brown and all of them from the 80s like they weren't big women they were like a yeah you know so th- this is promoting bo- this is <clears throat> the earliest promotion i can think of a body of body positive well and um sir, sir mix a lot <laughs> too right around the same right right <laughs> did they take a cue from sir mix a lot they might have and if they did cool more power to them yeah, that's right. awesome right right yeah so I love this song, of course. Oh, that's a great song. Yeah. Paul sounds amazing. Gene sounds amazing. Yeah. The guitar solo it rips off uh, Francis Scott Key. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yes. Amazing. Okay, I'm glad you said that. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that the intro lyrics in this song is from one of Gene's movies. The, the one that he was playing, like, trans or um, something. But I'm pretty sure, like, when he's doing his little show or whatever in yeah. that movie his lyrics in that song are um the opening of the song is it really yeah got no manners and yeah i'm oh, pretty okay. sure that's oh, where he got it he did that. that from let's play that right now got no manners and i'm not too clean but i know what i like if you know what i mean what do people say well mr can't you see it don't mean spit to me One a lot of woman with a lot of love. Well, thin or thin, but it's plain to see. It don't mean spit to me. the intro gets me like once you hear the intro you're you're done like i'm listening to the song this whole this whole song is a fun wild ride yeah it's upbeat it's 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 just like one of those like you just bob your head you don't even like tap your foot it's just more like a bob your head i love it this album's got a lot of shit that you just rock to though like it just moves your body all the way through ride after ride after ride (laughs) well let's talk about the next one because it was the one you alluded to earlier god gave rock and roll to you too another uh co-singing yes Song for the two of them. Yeah. And literally, like, every other line. Yeah. This song is so underratedly good. And I know I say underrated, and everybody's like, it was a fucking one of the big ones. You know, you hear it again on a live three. It's a smash hit from them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But at the same time, like, I don't know if people give it enough credit for the harmonies and just how well put together this song actually is. Okay, so written by Russ Ballard from Argent in the 70s. If you ever listen to God Gave Rock and Roll to One, the original, it sounds nothing like this. No, it doesn't. And Kiss really took this and made it something. The special. only thing they took was the chorus. Yeah, and they really rewrote it. And it, it, you know, it's Russ, an anthem. Russ Ballard should be thankful, and I bet you his. He wrote a lot of songs. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure Russ Ballard wrote back to the New York, back in the New York groove. Too. Oh, did he really? I'm pretty sure. Okay, but um, 
the, the origin version's horrendous. Yeah. And Rock and Roll Hell from Creature of the Night. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> um, it's horrendous. I hate it. Mm-hmm. I was like, maybe I'll check it out. It sounds nothing like this. It's more of like a hippie song. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, and, well, Russ Ballard, St- Stanley Simmons, and Ezra. You can definitely hear Bob Ezra in this song. Oh, for sure. It's an anthem song where, I don't know if it did this for you, but growing up, I love listening to this song because it got you like amped to like chase that dream and like play your instrument and I'll do tell that you, shit. Th- there's a line in this Kiss song that shaped my life and changed my life. And just as you were saying, it's the, it's the line that they sing, it's never too late to work nine to five. Right. So like that was always stuck in my head of chasing the music dream and then chasing my, you know, chef dream. Yeah. If it doesn't work, hell, I can always go and work some for somebody else nine to five. A hundred percent. I can go back when I'm 40 and do it. That line used to give me goosebumps because I yep. knew what it meant. Yep. Because we were out there doing it. Like I was just telling somebody the other day that like when we were in high school, we weren't normal high school kids. We were playing gigs on the weekends. Yeah. We'd come in on Monday exhausted because we played on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, mm-hmm. you know, and we were 14, 15, 16, you know what I mean? Like. So that line really always stood out to me as like, yeah, man, I'm going to do this now because if I'm 60 and this shit didn't work out, guess what? I can get a fucking job. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I can get a desk job. I can sell insurance. Yeah. I, I knew exactly what he meant by that. Yeah, exactly. And it spoke to me too at that point. That line always stuck out to me forever. And the whole, I mean, the whole meaning of the song is that, mm-hmm. but like just that line stuck with me so hard you get to that breakdown of like the vocal harmonies and stuff total bob Ezrin. yeah yeah beautiful i that that ending harmony where it's just one after the other after the other was just so captivating to me as a kid just hearing that god gave rock and roll to everyone (laughs) exactly beautiful I, every time I heard that, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I could hear it in my head now just talking about it with you because I've listened to it so many times. And and and, and there's so many, like, this is giving Bob Ezrin a lot of love here. There's so many, like, hidden things you don't even realize. So even, like, that intro, that guitar riff is way, that the guitar chords that he plays, those progressions, they're so weird. Yeah. I tried learning them, and, like, I, I just, I can never remember them because they're just, they're just weird. Mm-hmm. And then that whole guitar harmonies. Everything about it. You get to the end, you can then you can hear at the end Paul Stanley turn into Dusty Rhodes. Yes, yes, you can. I know sometimes life may be tough. <laughs> <laughs> but I've wined and dined with kings and queens. It's, it's the same person. <laughs> I've just changed your life, haven't I? You did. They, they are the same. Have you ever seen them in the same room? I have not. Exactly. Have they look they sound alike, they look alike. You know what I'll do? They, <laughs> they look alike. I'm gonna call Cody and be like I have some questions. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. <laughs> all right. 
So let's play a little bit of this song, and then we're going to get into another banger. can't say any more than we've already said about this song but we can talk about a girl named domino domino this song would get you canceled this song would definitely because when that bitch over there bends over gene forgets his name oh <laughs> but the line that would get you canceled is she ain't old enough to vote right ow bam, 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 oh, bam, okay bam. can i just say though like minus that little like line that you just said this song it's a very sexy song. It's a fantastic yeah. song. But like when you hear it, it is a sexy song. I've seen strippers dance to it. Yeah. In in person. I've never been a strip club. But <laughs> me, me either. Had <laughs> in person on video. You're right. <laughs> had I been in one, I would assume that that's a song that they would dance to. <laughs> oh, we're falling apart here. We might have to take a break. If this is the last song of side A, let's get through it. We'll take a break. Yeah. We'll re we'll regroup. Okay, yeah, let's yeah. get through this. Sweating. <laughs> All right. Domino. Okay. I heard friend of the show Bruce Kulick talk about it. Yeah, and I, I never like put two and two together. He said that such a different guitar riff. Yeah, in the pantheon of Kiss music. Did and, he say that on my show? Uh, maybe I don't remember. I don't remember. I've that. heard him on a couple of different podcasts. Maybe no, it was no, with no, Joe Polo. I don't know. It was what I don't just listen to you, Robbie. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> just so you know, I don't just listen to you. It's fine. You probably boycotted it because you weren't on. Well, we'll get into that anyway. <laughs> he said he was inspired by zz top for this riff yeah and i can once he said that you're right i'm <laughs> you choked i really up. like this song. <laughs> you choked up bro <laughs> you, you all right i was just crying because i love domino <laughs> i thought you were gonna say you love my brother dominic that's what i meant to say okay yeah <laughs> what's up dominic okay but once he mentioned that i can hear that that is like a little like bluesy like nasty zz top riff it is but I, it's not the, like, just the main riff Bam, 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 right, bam, bam. right. That is so different. Yeah, and like I'm not the biggest Easy Top fan, but I mean they've got some cool little like guitar licks, so I can hear that yeah. once the song kicks in and he goes, "Ow, yeah, right." Different, not Easy Top anymore. Bam, 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 and what a great acoustic bam, bam. version of this! I know. Would you listening to this song? You wouldn't think it would be great acoustic. I no, not at all. Like the unplugged version of this song is is equally as good mm -hmm. as this. If not better in some ways, because you could everything really stands out. But there is a difference. Is a She's difference. got to have it all. That's right. Not got him by the balls. Right. But we we know that at the time of this recording, she had him by the balls. 
And clearly was not old enough to vote. Yes. <laughs> but to be fair, that could be 17, which is legal. Let's go there. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. So Things she was were different then. It, it was 1992. Like, she wasn't old enough to vote, but she was old enough <laughs> for consent, right? So like, right. Gene wasn't doing anything illegal. No, of course not. We were like, good. Gene, Motley, like all those guys, yes. they did the right thing. Right. They back Because in the 80s, things were real kosher. We never, can't <laughs> really defend Christine 16. We can't. But like, this one, 17, yeah. state of New York, that's... I mean... <laughs> Gene, you're fine. Gene was fine. Winger was fine. Winger. Everybody was fine. By now, she's all, 60. This when one came out like 40 years ago. Close-ish, right? Maybe 35 years ago. Okay, so fine. Yeah. She's in her 50s. Okay. <laughs> We're losing it. Domino! Is it these drinks? <laughs> What's happening? Does that say 5% or 50%? <laughs> I, I don't even know if we talked about Domino enough yet. But. I feel like this is one of the biggest hits on this album. It is. And I, as I was looking through, that's what I was saying earlier, is that I feel like there's a lot of hits. There was a record. video. There was a video, yep. Do you remember it? I do, but not as well as I remember. I it just was wanna, one of those yeah. cool videos of just Gene like driving around in a caddy. Oh, that's right. That's out. right. Wasn't that the one where he was like cruising and like eating a burger? Yeah. That was the one. There's this cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just a cool video. Again, I do remember that video. So it, this song isn't like as metal heavy, but it just Gene was just cool. Yeah. He you would cool never Gene, say yeah. cool Gene was cool when he looked like B. Arthur. No. <laughs> Why be Arthur? Though? I don't know. Because he looked like an old woman. And like, if you think of 80s old women, it's the Golden Girls. Naked pictures of B. Arthur. <laughs> nice. Nice. Name that film. Uh, it would be um, Airheads. That's right. I shot, damn it. The joke was right there. I should have said Warheads. War. Because we're drinking. Never. I'm so high right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play a clip of Domino. We're losing it. And, and we're back, and that was the si- end of side A, which I do have the vital. <laughs> but what a, what a great way to end side A. Start with unholy. Let, let me just run through that side A. Yeah, yeah. Unholy, take it off, tough love, spit, God gave rock and roll to you too, domino. It seems very Gene heavy. That's a fucking banger. Though. Yeah, for sure. But you're right. Gene on the first song, two of Just Paul. Two of them together and one of Gene. So Gene is on four of six tracks on side A. Well, can we talk about this too? Is when you go to side B, and I'm sure, you know, with the vinyl, this makes perfect sense. You bring it in with Heart of Chrome. And Heart of Chrome may be the heaviest song in this record. It's definitely, it fucking shreds. This song just rips, man. Like, I can't put this song over enough. I'm sorry to use wrestling terminology when we're talking about this shit, but I can't help it, man. Like, I don't know if Heart of Chrome is the heaviest, but it, it's oh. it literally yeah. might be the best song on this album. Well, since you screwed me, you've been on my mind. You took our sexy conversations and you sold them to the BBC. 
Oh my god, this song is so fucking good. And it's another one that you can give Vinnie Vincent credit to. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not complaining. I j- this song is just it fucking rips, man. This is a fan fucking tastic song. I'm pretty sure a friend of the show, Chris Jericho, covered it in quarantine. Yeah, he did. He did. With Bruce Kulick, actually, which is kind of cool. That And I you love know. you, Chris Jericho. You sounded great, but so Paul Paul's got you. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> and uh, not not like I don't know what to say about Paul's vocal performance in this song. It's just top notch. All I gotta say is holy shit. Yeah. There is just oh my god, like I couldn't wait to get to this one. I just I don't even have words to explain it. It's not like those shitty grunge lists we're doing where I don't have words to explain it. Like I can't think of anything bad about this song. Well, think about this. We're seven tracks deep at this point, and we get a fucking banger like this deep into the album. Deep. Like a lot of times, track when you, sevens are like the lame, right? Right. A lot right. of times, when you start getting deeper into records, you start losing a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, now we got to start pulling songs that are good enough to be on this album, but maybe they're not as good as like the first five tracks. Right. Like, no, this song is fucking. It's amazing. a freight train coming through. Yeah. It really is. And like, I don't understand why this wasn't a single. Why this wasn't a video? Oh, for sure. I don't understand why this was not, dude. It is okay. So if you take someone a little more modern at that time. If you gave the song to Skid Row, right? Well, this would have been a hit. Oh, for sure. I mean, and I'm not even just saying for sure because Sebastian Bach's voice is godlike. Well, you had had to pick somebody like that to right, keep up with sure. the song. But like, yeah, I think you're right. I think if it was uh, one of those later '80s hair bands that were still cranking out some hits there right before grunge really revved it up, that would have been huge for sure. It would have just—it's such a good mm-hmm. song. And I know Paul Stanley, like just the album before. Like, entered Hide Your Heart into the, you know, whatever for other people yeah, to cover. Yeah. Like, he didn't do that with this one. No. And maybe he should have, but, like, maybe he just felt it. Because I was reading an interview about how this wasn't necessarily about his ex at the time. It's got to be. This shit is extremely personal. Well, first of all, he may not have entered any more songs because Ace took Hide Your Heart immediately. Okay, well, didn't do anything. So, I mean, it was a good record. So did Bonnie Tyler. Yeah, sure. and and who was that other one that uh, was it Molly Hatchet? I think it was Molly yeah. Hatchet. Yeah, yeah. Weird. And we, we, Kiss is the best. Yeah. Oh, for sure. sure. I like Aces though. It's different. I like Aces too. It's That's different. a great. That whole album was good. I thought. But anyways, yeah. This song, I think, holds up to the test of time, and that's saying something because I actually think this whole record does. But this song, above and beyond some of the other ones, is like if I heard this right now on the radio, I wouldn't be shocked. Do you think? And I don't think we're gonna do it but do you think you could rank these songs on this album i really don't think i could i don't know because i could give you a ranking today because you asked me to and then tomorrow i'd rearrange it yeah that's the thing it's like i just said this could be the best song on the album but so could tough love for sure you know so it's just kind of like but you know what's weird though is i can jump from like heart of chrome to unholy but then tomorrow i could be like take it off the best song on the album Mm -hmm. just because i'm in the mood for Mm -hmm. that song this album covers a lot of moods it really does, and we're kind of getting into that a little more now. But let's play a clip of Heart of Chrome first before we get into the next song, which I'm actually excited about that one, too. Yeah, watch it. 
that's exactly it just gets you pumped you're, you're in that mood of like holy shit as and, soon as it and it's a cautionary tale people don't sell sexy conversations to the BBC ever but, but if you think about it that shit's still going on yeah oh, for you sure. know with screenshots and stuff like that right yeah. Paul was out of his time Paul was out of his if time. you think about that because well I mean he was also kind of sexting with let's put the X in sex but it was through letters and heavy breathing <laughs> phone calls man <laughs> like, Paul, Paul I knew saw those black lace panties and I knew that it was you <laughs> hey, I did pretty good on that one. Yeah, that was pretty good. I was happy with that. Kiss, I'm available. <laughs> well, the next Quarantine, song, I'm available? Qu- oh, that quarantine. Was, sorry, yeah. because that would be more of a... That, yeah, okay. for sure. Okay. If the next song, Gene Simmons and Jesse Damon, don't know who that is. I don't know who Looked that it is. Look it up, just looks like some rock guy. I don't... Yeah. Nothing... It's a dude that wrote a song. Right. If there was a bad song on this album, I would say it's this one, but I think it's a great song still. I was almost offended because I was going to say I really like this song. Right. That this prob- <laughs> If we had to rank them, this is... It might be on the lower end of things, but at the same time, like, really listen to the song all the way through. It's great. Like- I do like this song. <laughs> this song is super heavy. Yes. This this might be the heaviest song on this album. Well, that's true. And especially yeah. with Gene's voice. Like, I just always remember... So this has a lot of, like, uh, religious... Yes. Uh, themed. Undertones. Undertones. Yeah. Mm, I don't know if they're undertones. Yeah, they're yeah, more like right. over. It's pretty blatant. Yeah, right. Um, I'm I'm going to Google the uh, lyrics because there is a certain lyric that I uh, want to go over because it is something just ju- ju- juice Jesus juice <laughs> jeans. <laughs> I was meant to say Gene is Jewish. Gene Jews. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Wow, that was a lot of religious in that. Yeah. Even saying Jesus. I'm not Jews, really sure. Gene, Jesus. Yeah. Just just cut me out. If I, yeah, yeah, I'm going to edit that's a little fine. That's fine. <laughs> Okay. Anyway. Okay. I'll just read through the lyrics real quick. I lived most of my life in New York City, born and raised in the promised land. One day, this man in black said, listen, Jack, told me I was chosen to kiss the ring on his hand. First verse, like, that's like a mini biography. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. 100%. I mean, he's lived most of his life in New York City. And where was he born? Jerusalem, right. the promised right. land, right? So, yeah. like, very, like, close to home and, like, autobiographical. But but the way he, he responded to the man, the nice man that wanted him to kiss the ring, <laughs> he said, kindly reconsider the sins of your past. And what did he say? Mister, you can kindly kiss my ass. Okay. <laughs> it was kind of deep, and then it got a little goofy. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it was still kind of cool. Like, especially for 1992, you know what I mean? Like, maybe we think it's a little goofy because the new metal era changed some things. Right. But at the time, it was probably like, fuck, yeah. But it's the second verse that really, I think, gets away with not the undertones, the overtones, the overtones. at this point. And I just love Gene's voice, how this second vo- verse like comes on. Well, the son of a bitch must have been crazy. <laughs> the son of a bitch must have been crazy, telling me that I'm going to go down. I said, this ain't the Inquisition. You ain't the son of God. And I sure as hell don't give a damn. And you know what's funny, too, is you're getting this song at track eight, right? But Unholy started this album, and that is also the same, again, not so undertone, but right. maybe overtone. So it's like... He was going through it, yeah, because that's what he's writing about. And, and to and to just bring the verses to to an end, he said, "The man in black said, you 'You're long gone, can't you tell?'" And Gene Simmons said, "Mister, if I'm going, I'll see you in hell.'" 
Right. Like, great. Like, I think those are awesome lyrics. Oh, for sure. Gene has a lot of, like, boring or stupid or cliche or just horrible lyrics. I know. This one I've always loved. I felt he really sat down and he was feeling something. I think so, too. I really think he was just on one and he was like, I got to get this out. And uh, I'm going to play a clip of it real quick. What I was trying to lead into, but I didn't want to until we got the clip in, was that it goes from a song like that to one of the most beautiful ballads in Every Time I Look at You. <laughs> and honestly, one of my very first ballads that I truly loved by Kiss was this song. And Paul does a great job of making you feel exactly what was happening in this moment when yeah. he was writing it. And it really gets you. Like, if you really listen to the words, you're like, Jesus Christ, like, this dude is is really hurting right now. But at the same time, He's it's it's gone. Like he's trying to get it back, but it's not there. He's getting it out. Yeah. He's getting it out. Now, the only, I guess, negative about this song is it does not fit on this album. No, it doesn't. And I was gonna bring that up, but I like it so much that I'm kinda like it it slows down the freight train that we're talking about, but at the same time it's like it's a nice little break just before you end the record, and I thought that was kind of cool. It was a single. It was a single. They did bust it back out for Unplugged. Unplugged. My theory behind that is I think they didn't have the reception they wanted to, so I think they wanted to like try it again on Unplugged and be like, this should be a hit. Well, think about it, too, though, is you know, if we're talking about all the hair bands and, and everybody that was doing their thing back then, you had to have a ballad. Even if you had a rockin' tough album, sure. there had to be a ballad. But this was 92. Well, I the- mean, Warrant was huge. Firehouse and Trickster were touring with Warren yeah, in 92. But this I was mean, just like the end of it, I think. Right? Yeah. And it's just like, you're right. I Looking back now, I see why they put it on there. Yeah. But I could almost see this album without it. I can too. If you just took it out and didn't replace it. And I love it, this song. I oh, love sure. this song. I mean that. If you took this song off this record and didn't replace it and just had one less track, it's still a complete record. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not missing anything. Mm-hmm. But it's just, oh, when he comes in, just the opening line just... They get you, you know what I mean? They tried to say I'm sorry, I didn't mean to break your heart. That's it. That's all I needed. Again, feeling it. Yeah. Beautiful. Found you waiting up by the light of day. (laughs) Beautiful, like, string arrangement by Ezrin. Oh, for sure. For sure. Ezrinisms. Yeah. Paul's voice. Uh, For the bridge, too. Insane. It's gonna take a little time to show you. (laughs) Insane. Insane. Like... It's one that I won't ever approach to play. I don't, as much as we love Kiss and music, I've mentioned this before, I don't do a lot of Kiss songs. I don't either. Paul uh, scares me. This is one that I can play and I won't because when that bridge comes, I'll do it justice up until then. When he starts going up into those, no, I'm out. Yeah. Like, I'll try Vince Neil before I try Paul Stanley. Well, Vince Neil can't even do Vince Neil anymore. Ever. Vince Neil only did, th- never mind. <laughs> All right. All Vince Neil can do is Dunkin' Donuts. <sighs> Did I go there? It's too soon, bro. Did I go Come there? On. Come on. 
We love Motley Crue. We do love Motley Crue. We're going to see them soon. Yes, we oh. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see about that. I'm not holding my breath till they're on stage. All right. Let's play a clip of Every Time I Look at You, because we can't skip this one. We play a clip of every song. Tried to say I'm sorry. I didn't mean to break your heart. Find you waking up by the light of day There's a lot I want to tell you But I don't know where to start And I don't know what I'd do if you walked away Ooh, baby, I tried to make it I just got lost along the way Every time I look at you No matter what I'm going through It's easy to see And every time I hold you The things I never told you Seem to come easily Cause you're everything to me So, thing about every time I look at you is, but you didn't probably know. I'm, yes, I'm calling you out that you didn't know this. Not actually Bruce doing the guitar solo. You're kidding. It's not. Who is it? There was something where they didn't like the feel of it. Mm. Ezra didn't like the feel of what Bruce came up with. Now, the solo's not insane or anything. No. Right? So, they called in. But it's got to be. The old Bob Ezrin ringer, Dirty Dick Wagner from Alice Cooper's band. You're so kidding. That's, that's Dick Wagner playing that guitar solo. Wow. So, I don't see why Bruce couldn't come up with something. Yeah. But I know, I just remembered that being a little thing hmm. to put on this, which... Um, I bet you they wanted something smoother, and maybe Bruce was going off because he was going off his whole album. Yeah, I mean, he maybe he was just in that zone, and you know, it just wasn't coming out the way that they anticipated. Now, do you like this song? Is this your favorite Kiss ballad? Um, I know you like this one a lot. That's why I do. I really love this, and even growing up, it was always my favorite. And I, I gotta say though, I have such a soft spot for Beth, but at the same time, that's the one you pick. I, seriously, I really do. My goodness, it's a fucking beautiful song. I'm I'm talking about the unplugged version of Beth. Okay, yeah, fair. Not the I mean, not, not that the original one's not good. Not forever. Oh, that's up there too. I was just listening to that. Or one what about morning. I Still Love You? If I had to pick a favorite ballad from Kiss, I'm probably choosing between Every Time I Look at You and Forever. Or what about um, the the Sailor's Only Daughter? I do love me some Hard Luck Woman. Mm-hmm. It, for, for me, but for me, it's between Forever and I Still Love You. Yeah, Forever so. is just such a fucking Oh my God! We like, put it as our best ballad ever. Yeah, mm-hmm. talk about a song that like just gives you goosebumps, and you're just like Paul definitely pulls the emotions out of you. And is that not the one that lights the place up like a damn Christmas tree? It is. That is yeah. the one, right? Every time they do this one, now it would light up like what, like LED lights or yeah. something. <laughs> oh, but every time I do this one, it looks like a bunch of fireflies. In here. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would say it's between every time I look at you and forever for me. But forever usually takes the edge on just about any ballad ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I needed to pick me up, bro. I felt like we're losing steam there. Let's, I know. let's get back. We need to get back. And what a good song. We're gushing, we're back. laughing, we're talking about great songs, and then all of a sudden we're just getting exhausted. Watermelon hard seltzer ready. First first live drink on camera microphone. 
It just tastes like the other ones. Just yeah. They might all taste the same. It's good. <laughs> I don't know if it was worth the price. Yeah. They're about four bucks a can, so. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, they're big cans. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah, listen, I just want it too much. Uh, Damn it, or take it off too much. I went the wrong song. Well, it's is it 1130? My uh, mind was no, getting No, you'd dirty. be sleeping. <laughs> you don't know what I do. You're certainly not watching Ashes Shaking. <laughs> I've never been to a strip club. We talked about this. I've never been to a strip club in my life. Ever. 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 I'm not Canada. Never. Not Peppermints. <laughs> I broke Robbie, ladies and gentlemen. I've never been to Peppermints, I can tell you that. For the, for the not uh, Western New York slash Southern Ontario people, that was a strip club for women to see naked men. Correct. So that's why that joke was fun. Yeah, my mind didn't get dirty at 1130 for that. Maybe AM. <laughs> Maybe that's what he's talking about. Oh, it could be. It was like a lunchtime yeah. soiree. He's going to yeah. get the buffet at the strip club. All this time, we thought that Paul was up late, and he was actually just like probably got finished with a workout. You know, went home. They usually have nice buff. You know, lunch specials at these establishments. How do you know? We see the signs. <laughs> okay, they opened up my eyes. You've never been there though to have not one. for lunch. No, not for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't know if I would have lunch at a place such as that <laughs> where are we the next song is paralyzed <laughs> it's track 10 and after every time i look at you this brings it right back into what we were saying it's just that uh heavy rock and track and you're right if every time i look at you wasn't there this would just flow oh we just keep going yeah. so paralyzed is a song that like again actually thou shalt not i take it back what i said paralyzed would be the one that's the maybe the worst on the album but, but it's still, still cool. a cool song yeah it's got a cool, uh, this song's got a lot of groove to it. Yeah. And it's got like almost a little rap rocky feel. Yes. And I kind of drift towards stuff like that sometimes. That's why I like dope and yeah. like bands like that because it gives you that groove and you're like, I'm feeling that, that and it, movement, and it's got that, that rhythm. Like, sweet breakdown. Right. And it's like a cool groove. Yep. Yep. So like, cool, really good guitar solo. For sure. Drew, 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 Bruce. Who the hell's Drew? Drew's, I don't know. <laughs> Bruce going nuts. And prob- was he playing with Drew at the time? I don't know. I mean, that's his middle name. <laughs> oh, Bruce Drew was killing I mean, I mean, Drew is a New York Jewish guy's name. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think I meant to say the drums were nasty. And I was talking about Bruce. I don't know. These are like 50% alcohol. So sh- <laughs> so I just got back from lunch at the strip club. <laughs> you said you never did that. Till today. Oh, today. The signs. It was takeout. The signs. It was was takeout. So you just went in, you didn't actually look at it. They brought it to the guitar. I don't know what the fuck is going on anymore. (laughs) I only had one seltzer. It was my fucking problem. (laughs) (laughs) I was in the sun all day. Do you want to talk about the song or no? (laughs) I I just want to get this straight. So you went to the strip club for lunch and. There was a Jewish guy named Drew. I went on my flying guitar. <laughs> right. And they brought out the food <laughs> to, my guitar. to your guitar. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exa- that's exactly what happened. I took All my right. seven string. I mean, okay. In the extra room. Bruce, we love you, man. Yeah. And this actually was a really killer song. Uh, Drew, we love you, too. <laughs> yeah, wherever you are. <laughs> whoever you are. Uh, yes. <laughs> killer solo on this. I just remember just like certain like... <laughs> Playing on the, of course he's playing on the wall. It's Drew Kulik. <laughs> of course, Drew Gulak. What is happening? I can't fucking breathe. 
<sighs> oh my god. <sighs> okay, bring it back. Bring it back. Good thing we didn't have a guest on this. I know. They would I be know. like, what is happening right now? <laughs> I'm gonna fall over in a second. These are uh, LSD laced beverages or something. I don't know what's happening. Apparently, if you're flying on guitars to go pick up your food, our non-kiss listeners, I hope you made it this far. I really do. I promise you, this alone probably made up for you going. I don't know that song. Holy shit! All right, yes, Bruce Kulick. Awesome. Shines in this song. I think if it wasn't for the great guitar solo, this song could almost be a miss. Um, I guess I could see where you're going with that, but at the same time, I don't hate the song. Like, No, I don't hate I, the I song. I can listen to this album straight through without skipping. So yeah. to me, that means, is there even a bad song? I mean, no. maybe this song would be one that you're like antsy to get it over with because the next track is so fucking good. But I'm not antsy to get it over with because, because the I solo's love, at the end. And I love yeah. that end, that breakdown groove yeah. and everything. So just, you know, it just this definitely has a different feel. So here's the thing. If you aren't a Kiss fan and you listen to this album, you might like these Gene songs. Yeah, yeah, you for know, sure. Because yeah, they're yeah. just different. Well, let's play the um the break. Well, yeah, the breakdown groove that you're talking sure. about, and let's just let people see it for themselves. Remember, with this breakdown, I'm going to go shout out to one of my favorite podcasts, Pod of Thunder. They were a KISS podcast forever, and now they're doing everything, music-wise. We've been trying to get Andy on our show, but he's the ever-elusive one. For sure. (laughs) He's a pain in the ass to get. Still love the podcast. So they had a bit when they listened to this song about how that ending breakdown, and they ended up editing this together. They 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 did it up with the Bartman uh, Bart Simpson rap, really, and it was so <laughs> freaking good. So I think you can actually YouTube it and find their clip. Yeah, I will. Of Bartman paralyzed whatever on yeah. their YouTube, or just look up Pot of Thunder YouTube. I just wanted to shout that out because that forever lives in infamy in my head. Yeah, from that, and I cannot hear that cool breakdown without Bart Simpson going in. What do, what are you doing right now? Nothing, man. Just. I gotta. Yeah, you're ba- Rob. So Robbie doesn't bring me on when there's. I just want to explain this. Right. I'm gonna do a live play by play. Robbie doesn't like to bring me on when there's big guests on, and literally he's making me wait, wait, right now while he answers a text from somebody famous. <laughs> Isn't that what's happening right now? Yes, that okay, is what, that's you. what's happening. right thank now. Thank you for putting me to the side again. 
Well, I'm going to get on my fucking guitar and get out of here. <laughs> well, listen, you don't want to do that because this next track we're going to talk about makes me feel like I just want to. You know you what know? I got? What do you got? A body built for sin and an appetite for passion. <laughs> what a great line. Well, I'm going to set the night on fire shooting like a Roman candle. <laughs> great lines in this. Like, they're not so corny. They got, a, they got some corn, but yeah. they're not like jeans. When Gene tries to be innuendo. Yeah. Right? Yeah, they, yeah. No, I that. agree. It's not, I'm a hot knife through butter. Right. Right. Fucking Gene. <laughs> no, I, this is one of my favorite Kiss songs in general. It's just just because of the lyrics. Favorite like, as in like top five? Mm, they have a lot of songs, yes. so we'll say ten. But I will say that like the lyrics alone grab me, and I love singing along to the song. I just love the fucking, like, just putting everything out there the way that he does is just so fucking cool, man. I really love it. If you look back now, you can you can kind of see it being corny because of what he's trying to to provide in yeah, the, in the chorus. Yeah, the hook of the chorus is he's not saying fuck. No, he's not. He's saying fu or fug because he just wants to forget. Exactly, he's from New York, right? He needs to forget you, forget about you, forget <laughs> you. So like, it's corny. That that is a little corny, but the lyrics in this song is cool. But I can also understand how the, that could have been a cool hook. Mm-hmm. In the in the in the early nineties, yeah. I mean, think about it. Lit did it in the early two thousands, right? You make me come, right? Make me complete, right? Make me completely miserable, right? right? Same almost idea. Yeah, I agree. And I I don't care. Like this song just gets me every time. Every time it fucking comes on, like it's just such a fucking jam. I think the lyrics are clever. I think they're cool. Like that one that I just said a minute ago. I love that. I'm gonna set the night on fire shooting like a Roman. I'm candle. burning with desire, and I'm much too hot to handle. Boom. They're great lyrics. They are. I'm like a runaway, crazy train, I'm out of control. If you try to put the brakes on, I'm still going to roll. I can't <laughs> remember the next part, and it sings it too high. <laughs> Tired of trying to be what I'll never be. Dude, what a great, he's such a, what a great delivery. Yeah, for sure. Just, I can see if some people don't like this song. Not out of cancelization, out of cornball. Well, you know, but like you, you said, put yourself. I don't want to romance. I don't want to dance. I just want to fuh. Like, Whoops. Maybe, yeah. Whoops. He maybe, says that in the in he says live three. three. Right? Yeah. It's got a word and that magic word is fuck. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> the stage raps. It always comes back to that. I want to play a clip of this one and just fucking I, don't, I can't say enough good stuff about it. I really love the song. I think it's a great way to start winding the album down.
now co-write on this from I don't know the ever elusive Vinny Vincent. Oh, was he really? So Vin- Mr. Vincent was on I Just Wanna, Heart of Chrome, and Unholy. Wow, two and, hits and yeah, the, probably right. the best song on the album. Right, right, exactly. So Vinny Vincent's Vinny Vincent's you know output for this album cannot be overlooked. No, I agree, and I think when people talk about you know Vinny kind of disappearing over time and all that stuff after this, they got into it again after this record so like they had a problem with him they brought him back he did some co-writes and there was more problems so i i understand why people are like you know fuck them because these are great songs but there was a lot more going on behind the scenes than we'll ever know and i think vinnie's a hell of a talented fucking guitar player and the vinnie vincent invasion was fucking great i said it i just feel that vinnie always ruins it for himself no you're right that's what it what it is people do try and blame gene and paul but you know the they're okay I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring some wrestling into this. There is... Okay, Gene and Paul is WWE and Vince McMahon. Ace Frehley is AEW and Tony Khan. In that whole... If you look at things like that, like the AEW marks, the, the Ace Frehley marks, like mm-hmm. Ace never did anything wrong. Yeah, right. Who cares that he was on drugs, couldn't perform? They right. had, that's in rock and roll, baby. Fucked up interviews. That's rock and roll, baby. Right. That's Gene and Paul's fire for holding him down. Right, right. Like, right. Can you see like that dynamic of like the underdog and like it's Ace Freely, it's it's AEW, like there's just those like people who the big establishment fuck them, whoever it is. Right. No, you're right. And and I've always like compared of those two. Now Vinny gets a harder time from everybody, but at the same time the dude brought it on himself. Why do you know why he's out of kiss? Like why they got rid of him in in 84 i i heard that it was due to the touring aspect where he was basically trying to take over the show the last draw was he took over a show the end of the show he did like an impromptu 17 minute guitar solo okay yeah that's with gene and paul just looking at him like bro how you can't do that talk about getting a little bit you know like my dad used to say big for your britches (laughs) (laughs) like You've been in the band like a year, buddy, and you don't even play on a full album. Yeah, right. Right? right. So, but that song, uh, I just want to, I feel, was a hit, but I always felt it was bigger, and it's really not. Yeah, I think now that you say that, I understand, but to me, it was always big. It was always a big deal. And I don't think it's honestly one of the best songs on the album. I think it's one of the lower songs, but they're all good. Yeah, on an album that's really good from start to yeah. finish, I guess if you're on the lower end of being yeah. a good song, you're still a good song, you know? Right. One thing I want to bring up before we get to this last song, because the last song's a little different, Yeah, is I just looked it up. This charted up to number six on the U.S. Billboard chart. That's surprising to me. Wow, okay. That's pretty high. That's yeah. pretty big. That was. I don't um, think I ever knew that. Surprising yeah. to me. And just a few little, like, um, I've got, like, the uh, personnel and such things here. Paul Stanley vocals, rhythm guitar, Gene Simmons vocals, bass. Right, okay. Eric Singer, drums, percussion, backup vocals, okay. Eric Carr, drums on the final song and backing vocals on God Give Rock and Roll 2. So oh, he did provide his that. voice for that. Okay. Additional players. Vinny Vincent, guitar intro of Unholy. Oh. So all that noise I made you bring in underneath me, that was Mr. Vincent. Yeah. Okay. Kevin Valentine, who was actually the whole drummer on um, Psycho Circus. Oh, yeah. Okay. St- okay. Studio guy. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Actually played drums on Take It Off. Oh, really? I did not know that. Oh, man. And I love the drums on that. Yeah, me too. that song. They're real tasty. Like, those drums are just... Yeah. yeah. Great. Uh, yeah. Dirty Dick Wagner, guitar solo, and every time I look at you. Mm-hmm. Tommy Thayer, backing vocals. 
Jesse Damon, the guy that wrote the song, backing vocals. And this one surprised me, but it makes sense with Tommy's connection. Jamie St. James backing oh, vocals. Really? So that was pretty cool. Really cool, yeah. It doesn't say what song, but I'm assuming with just like in this song, I Just Wanna, the old Lazarin vocal breakdown. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah, I'm yeah. assuming yep. those guys were used in yeah. all, there's at least three of those parts on this album. Yeah. Not four. Wow. So the last song on this album was a huge song for me and my formative, uh, you know, younger days. This is the, the, the song is called Car Jam 1981, and it's an instrumental drum solo from the late, at the time, late, not even a year, probably six months at the time, Eric Carr. So this was their dedication to Eric Carr for this album. It's got, what is it, Ace Freely in the beginning? Well, I think it's Bruce playing it, but the song Breakout uh, from from Fraley's Comet. So it was obviously a, a track that um, Ace was writing with Eric Carr back in the day. Mm, okay. So it's Ace's riff, but Bruce is playing leads over it just to spice it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. For that beginning and that ending part. But it's a two and a half minute full on drum solo. Yeah. And it's obviously says right in the title 1981. And I thought that was just like a cool fucking tribute. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. They didn't have to do that. The, the fact that the they album put- was done. They had a. They put it on an album. They didn't need to do that. No. They obviously had much love for Eric Carr. I yeah. mean, to have him in your band for ten years and him to pass away like horribly, mm-hmm. being super sick like that, like yep. that, it fucked with Paul. Yeah. And, and you can see it in, in putting this on the album and writing the letter to Rolling Stone and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It fucked with him. And I thought it was beautiful. They put it on, and it's it's cool to think that even back then. That's from 1981. They had a recording of an Eric Carr drum solo. Yeah, and I think when when you think of like the tributes to Eric Carr and things like that, I don't think of Car Jam. I think of I think of uh, the album, the the demos that were released. You know what I mean? It was so um, much later. I know, but at the same time, like that's where my mind automatically goes. And like when I did the re-listen for this, just because I wanted to, not that I had to, I kind of almost forget that it's there. And then you're like, oh yeah, and it's just fucking cool. It's just cool. Two minutes and 45 seconds of just Eric Carr. Right. And even like Bruce's solos are cool. The yeah, there. And, and the guitar sound. But and to, to, to be fair, so this was obviously a 1981 recording. It sounds great. It does sound really good. I mean, yeah. it is booming. You can hear everything you can yeah. hear. So like, I just love how, I mean, I'm a former drummer. So like, I love how, you know, the first, that first part, he's doing the quarter notes. And then the second part on the bass drum, the second part, he's doing like, double time that and the third part's all double bass just constant and then gets into like the crazy beats at the end and then Mm -hmm. they just round it out with the music at the end i think it's a it's what i think it's one of the coolest drum solos like on record not a live drum solos Mm -hmm. and stuff not like a neil you know pierre going crazy kind of thing but like it's just a cool freaking drum solo well i think too you you said that it sounds so good for being like 1981, but a lot of that goes to the producer of this album and and like the mixing and mastering. Like obviously they did a great job of like making sure that it was up to par. And to be fair, that drum solo could have came out of Ezrin's personal co- collection because if it's 81, mm-hmm. that means Ezrin probably recorded it while they were doing right. music from the Elder, right? With Ace, mm-hmm. right? So it was pr- that, so I bet you now that I think about it, I bet you if uh, Ezrin wasn't involved in this, you wouldn't have that. Yeah, you're probably I bet you right. he had that. I'd like to know the real story behind that. Yeah. I really would. I bet you he had that in his collection. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, he probably had much love for Eric Carr, too, right? So, what do we think now that we're done talking about revenge? Like, can you pick a favorite track? Today, Harder Chrome. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much my safe bet always is Harder Chrome. But, 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 and that's more in the last five years. But 
for the last 20 years, take it off. But it, take, could, it yeah. could be tough love. Take it off or unholy, maybe. I don't think unholy is my favorite. But no? I'm, I, I always lean towards Paul. I can't pick because I'll tell you now and then I'll post something yeah. different on social media and all the listeners are going to be like, well, actually, on your show, you said that... Uh, <laughs> Like, I know. Well, well, actually, on episode 42, when Taz was on <laughs> discussing. But... but no, this is a great record. And the reason why we wanted to do the 30th anniversary and talk about it. 30 is, years. Yeah. Holy shit. We want to bring it to light again. So, like, if you aren't a Kiss fan, give it a try. If you are a Kiss fan, dig deeper into it. And if you aren't really a rock and roll fan in general, just give it a listen. Let us know what you think. And I think we should go out with just the whole car jam. Yeah, we can do that. Let it live. Yeah. I don't think you're going to get in trouble No a drum solo. This is Car Jam from 1981, and we will catch you guys next week on the All Bets Raw podcast. Peace.
The preceding presentation has been brought to you by the Gear Network.